Coming to you live from the ass end of the Ike. This is the uh, Sons of Hanukkah podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On today's episode, uh, we're diving into sad boy hour. <laughs> we're going to recap the Cleveland series. Uh, we're going to talk about this first game against Detroit that also didn't turn out so well. We're going to talk about the AL playoff picture a little bit. We're going to talk about how Tommy has turned into <laughs> Ric Flair. And we are going to talk about how the rest of the series is going to stack up. All of this brought to you by DBC Brand. Tom, just got done watching game one of the Detroit series. Danny Mendick for MVP. You can't even say Danny Mendick correctly. <laughs> Two beer Tommy out here, ladies and gentlemen. Dan VP. Men VP. What is that? I was trying to mix up Danny Mendick and MVP. Oh, God. That was so bad. It <laughs> was like a really bad dad joke. Uh, hey, so that's, that's origi- all I've got for Initial us. thoughts for us, Tom, uh, outside of Danny Men- Mendick for team MVP. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I just can't get over the fact right now that I'm saying Danny Mendick for team MVP right now over the last four games because our offense yeah. this is uh, put him on the milk carton. White Sox offense. Have you seen White Sox offense? Milk Carton. It's. Well, let me give you my, my thoughts like you were asking originally. Um, one, one run's not very good. That's dog shit is what it is. Dog shit. Especially when you have a. You have a quality start from your number two starter. As two starts in a row, he's thrown out a quality start and ended up with a loss, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're it, you're <laughs> speechless. You're just out of words. I literally, say. I was literally like, but what else can I say? I was thinking about this. After last night, I was speechless. Last night was one of those nights, the, the extra innings lost to Cleveland, where I was out of words, where I just said, I'm losing sleep over this loss. I'm speechless. I don't have anything to say. It was just a hard-fought game where you lose. Those are the ones that leave me speechless. Right now, I'm not speechless because this is the most pitiful display of offense I have seen since 2018. Don't say Don't say 2018. I'm saying that. Don't say 2018. I never want to hear that. This offense over the past, what is it now, eight games? Yeah. Sorry, I think it's seven games. Has been absolutely horrendous. They've put together, in innings one through nine, they've put together 13 runs over seven games. Remember when I was complaining about... 13 runs over seven games. Do you remember when I was complaining about six runs and six hours of baseball? Yeah. It's gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better, by any means. And I know we're injured. I know Tim is going to come back. I know Madrigal is going to come back. I know, hopefully, Edwin Encarnacion is going to pull his head out of his ass, and he's going to be the 400-plus home run guy that he's been in his entire career, or at least a fraction of that. Yeah. This is just unacceptable. Like, what is going on? 
Plate approach is one thing for sure. The Menachino effect. The Menachino. I told you. I t- I told You'd you. Butcher the pronunciation every time. I told you. I was gonna it. change the pronunciation. Or I just, I literally, without thinking about it, just like my head cycles through. Jason six Benetti would be disappointed. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jason. I don't speak Italian. Italian. Um, but he speaks Cocina Spanish. I do. I do have a rough go at Cocina Spanish. I mean, came in handy today, by the way. I believe it. Now, it's one thing to like. For example, the game where we got smoked by Cleveland that Saturday. Yeah. Where Drew Anderson was out on the mound and Don't got shelled for six earned. See, see, I wanted to ask you. Watched the game. I didn't watch the game. I was I was um, box score hunting again. Yeah. Now, why the living hell was Drew Anderson on the mound for more than one inning? And why, in God's green earth, was he out there to face the top of the lineup? Well, after one inning. After giving up, like, the first two-run homer, why wasn't he taken out? Great question. Absolutely great question. Were they just like, well, we drew it up this way. your boy, Ricky Renteria. Do the Ricky Renteria. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think if we put it this way, uh, let me rephrase my question. Was Drew Anderson quitting on the mound? I mean, morale, here's the thing. Pitcher morale is going to go down when... You have a one nothing lead and you give it up early in the game. So easily. For you, sure. What don't you're get me telling wrong. me no, is don't get me wrong. At the same time, he's not fit to go into that situation. He's not fit to face the starting lineup of Cleveland after Matt Foster goes two scoreless, which was incredible by yeah, the way. Great. That's definitely a Fantastic. bright spot in all of this. Yeah, huge. Um what's weird is pitching, specifically starting pitching, which is something that I'm saying the White Sox still need a starter, but alas. Ain't nobody going to listen to you. Starting pitching has been kind of a, a semi-bright spot outside of this opener game. Well, my problem is that they didn't even do they didn't even do a bullpen game right. Like, the reason why you're using the whole bullpen. Ricky whole, was dead set. Yeah, I he... I'm using him for two innings. He was at like... Least. Yeah, and he he could not do it. Here's the thing. The point of a bullpen game is to say, like, if something's not working, you're using your entire... You are emptying your bullpen onto the field that day. Right. So if it's not working, you replace it. That was the thing, too, is what was funny. I saw a statistic that said no one had been used back-to-back days before that. So no one... There were, obviously, relievers that went the day before. Yeah. But no one was used back-to-back days before that game. So everybody should have been ready to go. And instead you pull out Drew Anderson. I literally... I if you're going to pull him out to face 7-8-9 in Cleveland's lineup, fine. 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 You can't have him face the top of the order. I would even be okay with, with him facing like 5-6-7-8-9-1. Cesar Hernandez has been on fire. So I thought he was replacement level, Steve. He has been <laughs> he's been good so nah, far. No, I know, but this is <sighs> I'm not too torn up about the last game in the Cleveland series. Mind you, I didn't have to watch I'm not it. either. I'm not I'm not torn up about a a dog fight game. 
Exactly. We said that this was going to be a dogfight with Cleveland to start, right? You pull out the Friday, win 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. Saturday, that's a game that pisses me off, mm-hmm. for sure. Sunday, not a game that pisses me off. It's close. Yeah. It's one that I'm going to lose a little sleep over because we should have won. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Tonight, absolutely. I think what we've got ourselves signed up for is one hell of a roller coaster. Because we were top of the world. Well, you start off one and four, right? I But, like, just think about, like, the... What, what I'm thinking about right now is, like, the tone of our podcasts right before the season. Top of the world. Right after the start of the season. Bottom of the barrel. After... Winning a few games. Yeah. Back up. Back up. Now look at us. Sad boy hour. Sad boy hour. Indeed. I... (sighs) It's hard to stay level-headed, you know? Tell me about it. I mean, I... (laughs) It's so hard to stay level-headed in all of this because... That's you funny. know there's so much talent that this team has Supposed compared to, to the last couple years. Is it well, – you brought up something really interesting before the game even started is that these injuries really bring up like, hey, that depth that we thought we had is faux depth. It's not – Absolutely. There's no real depth. Uh, even though Danny Mendick is hitting the ball really well, he is n- terrible defensively at second base. Leury Garcia is not good defensively at shortstop. Like, not great, not great. <laughs> Nomar Mazzara isn't what he's cracked up to be right yeah, now. Yeah, what the hell? I think the really sad thing right now is that Nomar Mazzara and Yasmani Grandal have yet to hit home runs. I and Edwin's what? He's got one, right? Yeah. I'm there's there's our off-season acquisitions. Three guys totaling one home run. Yes. I'm not looking for them to do just hit home runs. I, I am literally offensively looking for them to hit home offensively runs. Offensively, as Monty Grandal has been what I what I wanted him to be. I want him to, wanted him to be yeah. an on-base guy on, base, on a team that yeah. doesn't do well at getting on-base. Fine, fine. And, and just getting on-base. Edwin, big disappointment. Nomar's been getting on base, too. I don't know what the numbers are after today, but he went into today with a 438 OBP. I'll put it to you this way. Somebody's going to get on base at a 438 clip. I'm cool with that. I missed his first single in his first game or whatever. I have yet to see Nomar Mazzara get on base live. So you just, in other words, we got to pull you away from the TV. Pull you watch the game tonight, too. Yeah. I feel like every game you sit down and no, watch. No, I know, Steve. I don't want you to bring it up, though, because then White Sox Twitter is going to be on my ass whenever we're losing, saying, Tommy, turn the damn TV off. <laughs> I, I want to watch <laughs> baseball, Steve. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the hardest part is watching this team not reach its full potential. Correct. You know? Yeah. And I don't know what all of the underlying reasons are for that. Right. I don't know if it really boils down to the fact that you don't have Tim batting one and you don't have Nick yeah. Madrigal batting nine. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's two spots in the lineup that are like... But those are needs right now. Yeah. So when these guys get back and healthy, I hope that's what, what spurs on some victories because it's not going to be 
our pitching that's going to carry us through. I'll tell you that much. I think that's one thing that, like, teams in the past that, you know, we watched, you relied on pitching to be the bright spot. Well. White Sox teams in the past, right? Depends on the year. You're reaching way back, 2005, sure. Even six, right? 2006, there was some firepower, especially once he added Tomei. Jermaine Dye had a good year. Paul Konerko had a good year. AJ Pierzynski had a Paul good Konerko year. Paul Konerko had his last good year. No, that was like 2010. He was insane that year. My... I don't know. I don't know who I'm done with yet. I don't. I don't know who I'm done with yet. But I'm done with somebody. Your man's Ricky Renteria. No, I don't even. I think it's Coop. You think it's Coop? I think it's fucking Daryl Boston. There, you're you're just looking for a scapegoat, is what you're looking. A hundred percent. Who? I gotta blame somebody, dude. Ultimately, it's a team effort, though. And and who's the who? I, I think is here's in the charge thing is, of the team. You can pin. You can pin can you pin something on everybody right now? Yeah. Pretty you, much. You can pin something on everybody. I can right? pin it on Aloy. Whether I whether it's it offensively, defensively, yep. whatever. I, I cannot blame Danny Mendick. Because every Fair. defensive run that he's lost, for, he's made up for. Well and for a guy who is a bench player. Exactly. He's performing, right? He's literally doing top what of that he's too, supposed to do you can't and blame, more. You can't blame Giolito, and you can't blame Keichel. No. Yeah. Those are two guys, too, that have been incredible. Those and if you want to throw in, I want to blame Yasmani, but you don't want to. So. Not really. I mean, he's getting on base. He's not hitting the ball as much as some people want. Cough, cough. Ken W.O. <laughs> but now. Dude, hits and dingers. That's literally all I care about. As Hits and dingers. As we watch Detroit take the first game in this series, and hopefully we take the next two, we better. Do you do you think that there's going to be three teams out of the AL Central to make the playoffs? No. Really? How? What do you mean how? Three. You don't think the third? You don't think there's going to be a third team that's a wild card team? East and West, man. East and West. So pick your winners. Pick your s- because I'll I'll look it up in a second. But you tell me who you think it's going to be. The wild card teams, in my in my mind, that's it's going to be some sleeper team. It it'll either be like I I feel strongly that the Rays are still a wild card team, even though they've had a really tough go. Well, the Rays are in second right now, tied with Baltimore. They had they had a tough start. I guess they've rebounded from it, which I haven't caught, but that's great. I think they're going to be a wild card team again. And then I think that the Rangers are going to pull it out low key at a 6 and 8 record, okay? Their winning percentage right now is lower than ours, okay? As f- the team that's fourth in the division. That's okay. It's got to be another team out of the Central. I don't... Right now, Detroit's in first, or they're tied for first, I should say. Yeah. With Minnesota. They've played West games. Yeah. Higher winner percentage. Then Cleveland in third, us in fourth. Okay? Yeah. It's 
in my opinion, it's got to be somebody out of the AL Central, at least in seven or eight. I now, if it is, do you think the White Sox? What was that last the last episode or the episode before? We're number two. Yeah, that's what we said. Are we number two? I Steve, I my heart hurts. All right, I'm are we number two? When when you lose one to five to the fucking Detroit Tigers, I don't I don't give a rat's ass about their record right now. Right, because they're still they are still the Detroit goddamn Tigers. They're not good. Not I good. don't think they're good. They're just they're not. They're playing good baseball, but they're not an extremely talented baseball team. Well, d- uh, wasn't it last year that they jumped out to like a th- like a really hot start and then ended bottom of the league, the entire league, bottom? Yeah. I'm not sure about the hot start part, but yeah. I mean, they were the worst team, the worst team in, in the baseball. Central. In baseball. I think they had like I think they had hundred and twenty two losses or something redonkulous. Yeah, they were I like think you're right. A stupid I can't remember if it was them or Miami. A stupid amount that of finished losses. worse, but they probably did. So it's the same team. They picked up Scope and Crone. Okay. Are we number two? We're better than I, I'm gonna come down on the same thing we've been saying this whole stinking time. We're better than Kansas City. We're better than Detroit, even though we just lost to them. Dude, we're... Dude. With Keiko on the mound, too. They out here picking up Carson Fulmer with not even an hour (laughs) of free agency. They saw a a former first-round pick. And they called him immediately, and Carson was like, thanks for the job. Saw potential, I guess. I don't know. Steve, we're better than Detroit. These next two games will show it. I Steve, hope so. Uh, isn't Tim back in the lineup tomorrow? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It's either tomorrow or the next day. And, well, I, I, I'm going to say what I said earlier to you is that I, I really think that Tim Anderson is a run producer, not a RBI guy, but the guy you get gets on base and gets and in gets for And gets driven yes. in. And the spark plug factor, too, right? Yeah, I mean, he's going to bring something to your team that other guys are not bringing to your team right now. He's going to bring more of an energy. Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping that turns the tide. I really I really hope that's, that him and Madrigal are what this team are missing right now, especially offensively. Dude. Because it's just not acceptable. We lost by a grand slam to the Tigers. Just now. Well, speaking of people listening to other people, here at the Sons of Honarchy, Tom, mm-hmm. would you say that we we have something that we try to get people to listen to, like a project or, or an idea that we want to see? That we want seen yes. by as many people as possible. And do we provide a service or, or something of that sort that goes underappreciated and un- not noticed? 
Yes. Where are you going with this, Steve? I think, I think you got an idea where I'm going with this. You know, uh-huh. that sleek, impeccable presentation that we lack the know-how or the resources to come up with. Yeah, yeah, I do know about that. I know about that. You know who I'm going to talk about in Roundtown? I think you're going to mention to me somebody by the name of DBC Brand. DBC Brand, that's right. Uh, yeah, so they got our choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans. We're going to get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions. And they could do more than that. Holy shnikes. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and, and, and if you want to find out more, oh. just visit dbcbrand.com. Oh, that's easy. Give your, <laughs> give your business. This is a business. This is a business. We're all White Sox business here. The creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC Brand. Digital by Creatives. Yeah. I want to talk about General Gio. He's an ace, right? Yeah, Giolito is... Like, bona fide. Giolito, after what I saw on Sunday Night Baseball, going up against, statistically, the best pitcher in baseball going into Sunday Night Baseball last night, and the fact that he outdueled him... Right. Lucas Giolito is ace material. Yes. I will say yes. Like, he's the guy. He's our number one. And he'd be the number one on quite a few teams. Okay. So, like, that's settled. Where like, are you going with this? No, I, do, I literally this just... This sounds like an ad read. This is not an ad read. This is me saying he's an ace, right? Like... Can we take out the question so we mark? Need, yes. So let's build upon the, that, the, too. The, the whole point of this season is, like, we have an ace question mark. We have an that ace. That was Okay, so we season. have an ace period. Okay. We have a we're, two. We're done with that. And we, we have a two period. Yeah, can you let me build to that? Go ahead. Okay. So now we have an ace, period. We're done with the question mark. Do we have a two? As of right now, what I've seen from every single start out of Dallas Keuchel, yes, we have a two. Two back-to-back quality starts with back losses. To, yeah, back, both back-to-back losses. Of those yes, losses, the last he's two. got two quality starts and had a great first out. He, he's a, he's a number two. This is why pitcher wins and losses are irrelevant to me. Yes. Right, right, okay. Right. Who the fuck's our number three again? Dylan Cease. Okay. Is he a number three, though? He's an upcoming three. What he showed in his last outing on right. Friday night against Cleveland, good. despite the walks. Now, th- this is why he's still a three. Like mm-hmm. Most people would look at that stat line, saw he gave up no runs, and be like, yeah, that's a, that's a one or a two type of an outing, even against a team like Cleveland. And no. Five. False. Five, five walks and a hit walks. batter. Oh, and the hit batter. And a hit batter. Yeah. So, right there, how many, how many, how many total innings? Just a bit outside. <laughs> how many total innings? Five total innings, too, right? Just in the walks and hit batters department, your whip is above one. Pretty good. Think about that. Pretty right? good. Good thing you only gave up one hit. 
So yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is he an upcoming three? You know what? I think so with th- some development, Dylan Cease can be that. And is he a three though? Is he right there? Now, is he? Is he there at this yet? moment? No. Thank you. And that's why we still need starting. Pay- I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Let I'm this trying down. to build you. I am literally taking you there. Let me. Let me finish. Okay, who's our four? <sighs> Reynaldo Lopez. My vodka bottle. My vodka. <laughs> I like what? Literally, we don't. We don't have one right now. No. Drew Anderson. It's not Ross Detweiler because they don't want to start him. <laughs> they won't do it, which is the right call. Which is the right call. Which He's is the right call. Out of the pen. Let's let's be clear. So can't call Dylan Kofi back. He's already signed. Sorry, too bad. Honestly, I would take him right now. I, that's 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 sad. That is sad. You heard it this here. This is first. sad boy hour. Sad boy hour. I would take Dylan Kofi back. Oh, my God. If, I mean, if it means that Drew Anderson doesn't have to go more than one inning, I mean, that's why the did, thing. Why did we, this why did we not pull up Dane Dunning again? And what's what's the deal with that? Well, he was on Tommy John last year completely. Carlos out of Rodon the year. is going to come back from his shoulder injury. You almost forgot about hashtag your ace. My ace is going to come back. Tom, it's like you almost gave up hope. So what are your real thoughts on Carlos Rodon? And then we can get into my starting pitching rotation rant. Dude, I think he's I think he has a bum arm at this point. Might be a little broken. I think his arm is toast. Um, a little hurt. Might be a little toast. It, I think it hurts to pitch. If I if I was Carlos Rodon and I tried to throw a pitch, I think it would hurt. That's what I think. Yeah. So there's that. And this is what was that thing about depth, the faux depth that we mentioned? Faux depth. That it kind of it's kind of got like a ring to it. Faux depth. We have depth. faux depth. This team has faux depth. Like we we went into the season saying like, oh, this team's set and ready to go. We've we got, got so many guys that can fill in. If a lot of gets options. Injured. A lot of options at starting pitcher, even though none of them are great. There's yeah. a lot of them. And now we have kind of three pitchers. Right. I know the Michael Kopech thing does play a part in this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part and parcel. But even still, like, was he a guarantee? He was also a question mark. Right. You hadn't seen him pitch since September of 2018. Tommy John. Exactly. And Dane Dunning's not coming up because he's still a recovery from time. So I was, I'm literally I'm putting this on a pedestal. I, I set the tee up. I put the ball on it. Now I need you to go on your rant about whatever it is that you want to rant about with this starting pitching. I hate doing this. You hate doing this. I, hate I literally doing this. the one time no, no, I no. set you up. I'm saying the I, one time. No, 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 no. I don't like. <laughs> I don't hate you setting me up. I appreciate that. I hate alluding to this. Uh huh. Think of the 2016 Cubs again. Yeah, we do brought, it. Brought just, it up once. It. Bring yep. it up again. You've got to use some of your prospects to get solidified, proven MLB talent. And I know the reason why, we were just talking about this a second ago, mm-hmm. the reason why Rick Khan won't do it is because he's already been burned so many times. Frankie Montas. 
I mean, when it comes to just the two <laughs> AL and NL uh, players, players of the week, week you've got Tatis Frankie Jr. Montes and Fernando Tatis Jr., right? <laughs> and then the list continues to go down from there. Simeon, Wendell Kim, Canely. Yep. I. It's just missed opportunity. Even Eduardo Escobar was in the system at oh, <laughs> Another quality MLB starter. Just so not. I'm not gonna go by the White Sox on that. We did give up a prospect. We traded Steel, Steel Walker. Walker. <laughs> to get a 24-year-old <laughs> prospect <laughs> for a 25-year-old, basically, prospect. Yes. And his bat speed is, I think, negative. Slow-mo. <laughs> I, I, I think the hype with Nomar Mazzara, is that is that dead in the water, or does it still have some life to it? Is there, like... Are people still on that bandwagon? I don't. There are people on the bandwagon on White Sox should, Twitter. In particular. I think I'm not not on the bandwagon, but I'm not on the like. I got one like foot said, off the going bandwagon into tonight. If he hits a home run tomorrow, OBP. Yeah. Okay. If he's gonna get he's on down base, to three nine one. Great. Oh, you just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. With a one nine seven average, yeah, it's gonna dip quick if he doesn't start to hit the ball. That's the yeah. thing. These pitchers are gonna realize they have to throw. Like, him oh, strikes. I can throw him strikes. <laughs> he's yep. not hitting the I ball. I can throw him a fastball <laughs> up in the zone. He's not gonna catch up to it. He's swinging like Kenwo's son, you know. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Hey, you put him up against some 14-year-olds, Nomar Mazzara's about to hit some bombs. It's true. I mean, Kenwo's son's about twice the size of everybody else on the field, so <laughs> fair comparison. Now, I, it's just, I think White Sox, like, I know why White Sox fans and Rick Hahn and a lot of people on White Sox Twitter don't want to give up prospects because we've been burned so many times. Burn, burn, but burn. at the same, with the same token, you have to understand you're not going to win every single trade. Yeah. We've won a few of them. Exactly. And it, you have to understand that not you can't carry a team full of prospects to a World Series. Can't do it. It's like we're content There's with no being such an thing. average baseball and team. And this too. is the what did, we literally said this last podcast, right? There's no such thing as developing an entire starting rotation that is playoff right. caliber. Especially with the White Sox. Playoff caliber. Our player development sucks. It's no good. Well, who's in charge of it? The, that like well, one it used to be Chris Getz. Yeah, that didn't Can't work. Can't tell you who it is now. So, there, but the, like, the point is, like, why are the Yankees always good? They buy starting pitching. Why are the Dodgers always good? They buy starting pitching. Because they can, right? Okay, that's fine. But how are we going to get good? We have to go out and buy starting pitching. And if you're not going to trade prospects for it, I pray to God. Here, here's, what, here's my ultimate hope for the White and Sox. By, by the way, what I'm saying by starting pitching, it also includes the idea of s- using your prospect capital in right. order to buy it. For uh, sure. In, re- get it. You know? For sure. You know what? If they're not going to use prospect capital, Tom, here's what I pray to God happens. What? Okay? I pray to God, number one, the White Sox make this extended playoffs. Because yeah. if we don't make the extended playoffs, Oof. we officially suck. Oof. 
right? It's like it's like when the Bulls miss the extended playoffs, and you're like, okay, we're done here. Right. Think about this. We're done. More yeah. teams are going to make the playoffs this year than teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. And that's not a good look if we're not in it. Exactly. Especially after, quote unquote, splashing in free agency. Ooh, right. splish splash. Yeah. It's more <laughs> like uh, dipping the feet in the water. Hopefully. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. this is big for Jerry. We ran through the sprinkler. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was like the deep end for Jerry Reinsdorf, though. <laughs> N- now, what I'm hoping happens is you get to that playoff series, right? And you're matched up against, honestly... The Baltimore Orioles? N- well, they'd be in the playoffs it right now. Be that. It would be <laughs> a higher-seated team, right? Yeah. And my hope is that... Well, you got to get through the wild card to get to that higher-seated right, team. But what is exposed... I hope what's exposed is that... Let's say Giolito or Keichel, one or yeah. the other, have a really good outing. Yep. Uh, or let's say they both have good outings, right? Yeah. And you pull off a win in one, and you don't pull off the win in the other because that other team also has a good number one and number two, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you go to your threes, and you have extremely unexperienced wild Dylan Cease out on the mound for Five game walks, three. Five When literally you could be in the second round of the playoffs, right? Yeah. If you had a solid starting pitcher pitcher on the mound and somehow the White Sox lose that game like 8 to 6. You know what we forgot? I hope that that exposure happens and I hope that is what wakes up the front office to go out and get Trevor Bauer. <gasps> ooh, 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 I went there. Ooh, he would he would look good in a White Sox uniform. He would. I know he's hated by a lot of people on White Sox Twitter, he but shouldn't damn, be. he can pitch. The only reason why I wouldn't like him is if he was still wearing a Cleveland baseball club uniform. There you go. That would be the only reason why I wouldn't like him anymore. But I, now that he's not, he's on the Reds. I love him. I mean, I, he's a I great personality. Some people and think he's a quote unquote crybaby or that man? he's too emotional. But Hold on. The man, after the Astros' whole thing came out, he went out and he tipped his pitches on purpose to th- to pitch a game and did well. Yep. Because he's just he, – he, he's literally the epitome of a guy who's like, fuck everything, I'm a good pitcher, come at me. Exactly. And he's he carries saying that, that persona and he's got amazing stuff. He's saying that to the batter he's facing every time. He's saying that – to the MLB in general. Yep. He's saying that to teams across division lines that he's not even going to see anymore. Right. He's He is a B-A-M-F. Yep. And I like him. But what it's going to end up being, because we're cheap, and I would be okay Gio with... Gio Gonzalez, round two. Oh. What? <laughs> let's re-sign him. No, who, who it would be if it's going to be Gio Gonzalez round two is it would be Corey Kluber, and he would never pitch an entire game in a White Sox uniform. Yeah, because he'd just be... so injured. He'd just be on the bench for the what rest it, of his life. What it may end up being, especially with the Southside persona yep. and whatnot, yeah. is Marcus Stroman. Ooh. And but, here's the thing. <sighs> Stroman as a three... Is a little bit better than Dylan Cease, but yeah. at the same time, I want someone that's going to battle Keiko for two. Exactly. So you would you would get. I, I think for White Sox money, you're going to get somebody who's battling for a three, mm-hmm. and that's not what we need. It isn't. It's going to take a big step in the right direction in regard to free agency spending, or it's going to take prospect capital. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. We started this segment off by saying 
Geo is our ace question mark. And we we're pitting him against who? Dallas Keuchel, right? Like mm-hmm. who would uh, who else would be the ace? now? Well, with with other aces around the league, yeah, let me yeah, say yeah, this yeah. too. He's he's middle of the pack. But we're we're saying this though that we have an ace solidified when we bring a real number two in. Now you bring a real number three in, who's gonna battle Keuchel and saying like, I'm just as good as this guy, but just just a just missing that one electric pitch or whatever it is right so he's a he's a real number three that is what's going to change it so that we can have like our bottom of the rung guys vying for four or five because that's what real teams do you just can't depend on guys who have never had a full major league season or guys who correct or guys who are still prospects to be your two and your three out of the gates hold on that was you bashing Carlos Rodon. Well, that was the full season remark. Fuck you, man. So the full season <laughs> remark was 100% Carlos <laughs> Rodon. And the prospect thing, on, yeah. in your prospect being your two or your three, like off the gates, that's a, a, they, that is a reference to Dylan Cease. They, that is a reference to Michael Kopech. That is a reference to Dane Dunning. That is a reference to any Reynaldo guy that you're Lopez. trying to push. They exactly. literally went out here. And I'm telling you, this is what Ricky did. He was like, no research, no nothing. He was just like, Reynaldo Lopez is our number two starter. And put him out there just to get shelled. Well, that was and three. You made three. Regardless. Okay, you're right, you're right, right. My bad, my bad, my bad. So they just put him out there, and he's like, this is our number three. They didn't even think twice about it. And it was a huge mistake because he's not a number three. No. He's not a number four. Not a he's starter. not a number five. He is a prospect. And I'm sorry, Dylan Cease, you're doing well. Keep it up. You're not a number three. You're not a number four. You're not a number five. You are a prospect. Right. I mean, that's really good. That's hammering the point right there. Right. So we have to develop these guys. There's a reason why. But let me but, give you an example. Isn't the rebuild over? A isn't the team? rebuild over? Aren't we supposed to not be talking? The rebuild. We're not supposed to be talking about the developing rebuild players. We're should, not supposed to be talking about should be over. The problem. Problem. Yeah. Is that we are not spending like the rebuild is over. We are not playing to win. We're not playing to be at the top right now. We're playing to be contenders. We're playing to have a seat at the table. This is Jerry Reinsdorf giving us the, the bit of the carrot, right? What yeah. was that again? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, you want to give the them second the place so that they always, like, whatever. Want yeah. more. Yeah. Exactly. I... I have a lot of problems with the way that the White Sox are going about their everything right now, but I'm going to go back to something that we said at the beginning of the year that it doesn't make business sense to go out and spend now when you don't know, A, that this season will ever be completed the Cle- the Cardinals aren't going to play until they face us in like 2 weeks. Right. And you don't know B what 2021 is going to look like. You don't know. Why would you spend money when you don't know? And I like I literally I get that. I can't argue with it, but look, you built this so that this is your window. Yeah. So it sucks that this is 
We're is, we're sitting in, uh, it feels like baseball purgatory. Again. Wasn't alive for it. I wasn't alive for it. I'll be the first to say it. But this is 94 all over again. Where but we're not that talented. No, we're, we're not. We're not at that echelon of baseball. But you talk about it in saying, like, okay, the window's supposed to open. That window was open in 94. That was and wide open. Whatever the fuck happens, happens. Like, in that case, a strike. In this case, a pandemic. Are we cursed? I don't know. But, like, I'm, not, I'm honestly not that superstitious. But the point of it being, I get it when they say they're not going to spend, even though I'm going to bitch about them not spending. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get that. But it, just, we got to bring it back to the fact that we scored one run. Damn it, man. Damn it. So, like, I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is if Tim and Madrigal – are back. back in this lineup and we start hitting like we were for that six game stretch. Yeah. I would love that. Maybe that's what they maybe everybody's just really sad that there's so many injuries and they are just bummed out and they're ho hum and as soon as those injuries come off the off the books, they're gonna be super excited and happy I to I mean hit this is th- these are the things that can't be measured by analytics, right? There's no way to. And you know what else isn't measured by analytics? Ricky Renteria and his and his <laughs> stick frame of mind and his unbelievable. <laughs> is uh, he on the hot seat? If if is, they miss the playoffs, Tom, is he on? Uh, here's the. Yes, I'm not even going to say that. Not yes. on the hot seat. Should he have a job in 2021 with the Chicago White Sox baseball organization if they miss the playoffs? He's going to find a job in the analytics department because he's so anti-analytics. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, um, he should not. He should not have a job next year, but I think I'm going to side with. I don't know who I heard this from, but somebody was on the radio saying uh, it is tough to judge a manager and take away their job based on a freak of a season like this. And you're saying to them like this, like this is not – this is not a fair assessment of what he's going to be in 162 games, even though it looks as it may, it, it looks like it will be a fair assessment. But from a business, again, from a business side of things, like technically speaking, he's doing. There's just so much to, to be considered. And I, I am coming from like, I'm a manager of a restaurant and it's been really hard and I've implemented over a hundred and. 32 changes and standards since the pandemic right. began and like he's probably going through that as a manager Ricky Renteria like who's in charge of telling them all to wear their masks properly probably Ricky Renteria that's something he has to worry about just as much as regular manager managerial things right so like you put all that in perspective and you're thinking oh well he's got a lot on his plate and let's be real though I, I make those excuses for him. I'm I done. I've done that. There you go. He also is not a very good manager. Right. He also is losing baseball games. He should be on the hot seat. At least on the hot seat. Okay. But his boys don't quit, Steve. Whoa. His boys don't quit. Take a shot. <laughs> Where's that drinking game at? We need. Oh that God, next, uh, we can yeah. draw. I can drop the link to that Here's after we lose again terribly. 
talk about roller coasters though. Let's look at this upcoming upcoming schedule here really quick because we got two games against Detroit. We got two games against Detroit. They've got Alexander on the mound who has been like a strikeout god. Uh, he had ridiculous strikeout numbers in his last outing. I think he had like nine. Um, that's I don't think that's sustainable, dude. Now, get out of here with that. And then after that, it will be Matthew Boyd on the mound. So it's garbage. Um, and he then he hasn't been good so far. Remember this year, that's when I said sure. that St. Louis isn't going to play us for two weeks? They're going to play us at the end of the week on Friday. But right. I, I'm going to. I thought you were talking about the their COVID nonsense that no, might yeah. knock them out and playing them in two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I do hear you now, but no, they're going to play us on Friday, and they are scheduled to play that game. So we're going to play Detroit. Then we're going to play St. Louis, who's like barely a baseball team right now. And then we're going to play Detroit again. And then we're going to have we're going to chat on Thursday, right? Yeah. We could potentially go on a tear on these garbage teams. Yep. So two more against Detroit. Three and then we'll be St. right Lewis. back on the high. Hopefully, hopefully three against St. Louis. Talking about how good Dylan Cease is and he's <laughs> not a prospect anymore and he's a solid number three. We're going to be talking about that. Yep. You know this. Here, here, Here's where I'm at. Okay. And I'm along for the ride. Don't get me wrong. So by the end of this week, beginning of next, you're going to get Tim and Madrigal back in the lineup. You'll... Have a Hopefully healthy have a Edwin. Healthy Edwin that's also hitting. I mean, the, that's the thing with the season. And Ronaldo Lopez will be coaster. back, and who knows? Maybe oh, he'll geez. actually be I good. Don't even want to think I don't about think he that. will be, I'm but he, he's going to be pitching. You know that. I'm just trying to think about the offense right now. So, yeah, my hope is that we can average between tomorrow's game and the time we meet. Yes, that we can average. Over four runs a game. I hope we. we I think we c- we can. Hope I think that we're going to be in a that. good spot if we can average that. I think we'll be in a better spot if they average six runs. A but game. it's not going to happen, most likely. No, it's not. So, that's a lot. Literally, if you score ten one game, and one the next, you're averaging five and a half runs a game. That's fair. So if they're averaging over four runs a game between now and the next time we meet, which is next Thursday, I think we're going to be in very positive spirits about this team. If they, if We've got to average. You know what, I'll say four and a half. I'll say four and a half. If they average four and a half games, we take a shot at the start of the episode. I love it. Of, of the one, the only, the great. Finest Swedish liqueur. Jepson's Malort, baby. Tom, final that, thoughts as we um, wrap up? Yeah. That's it? I don't I don't have any final thoughts besides we're going to need that shot of Malort if they are Yeah, regardless, under. I think we're going to be – I think we're going to take two shots of Malort if they're <laughs> under that. Um, and oh, my God. I'm ready for a drink. I just feel like Harry Carey right now at the end of a seventh <laughs> inning stretch. Let's get some runs. Oh, my God. I hate you for that, but also, you're damn right. Rebuilder bus. And in Han we trust. Have a good one, everybody.